Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. Correct, sir. Woo! Today is February 3rd, 2019. We've got a fresh stack of comics, some lovely beers, and uh, each other's company. And a big old batch of fun. Fun! Uh, welcome to Craft Comics, everyone. This is uh, this is Jarrett Moore again. Joining me today, Dan McHugh. Yes. Dan, it's another week. It is another week, another stack, a fat stack of comics. This is Craft Comics, a uh, terrible podcast where me and Dan get drunk and talk about the comic books that came out last week. So that would be Wednesday, I don't know, some other day. Um, basically, I buy the comics, not this week. Not this week. Dan buys the beer this week. This week, yeah. And uh, we... Talk about both and have some have some good times. Yeah. Dan, before we start talking about any of that, tell me about you. Wow, man. It means a lot that you would ask. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Um, How have you been? I've been poorly. As you know, I got food poisoning several days oh, ago. no. And have yeah, been right. in dire straits. So, but I'm feeling okay. I feel like this will be a good beer to sip on. We'll mm-hmm. get into that a little later, but... Uh, for how my stomach is feeling. Other than that, uh, been pretty good. Been playing some Kingdom Hearts. Hey. Finally came out. I'm surprised. Thirteen years, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. think that shit would ever <laughs> get released ever. Like especially with how big of like assholes Disney has been about their uh, IP recently. Like, do you think that that's why it's taken this long? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I guess it could be part of it, but they've been making so many, like, portable Kingdom Hearts games in the interim that I feel like if Disney was really being dicks about it, why wouldn't they just stop them all together? Sure, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. Still been doing that, still been grinding away at Zelda. I'm almost done with Skyward Sword. That'll move on to Breath of the Wild at some point. Wow, you are multitasking. Yeah, I'm just going in. I'm going in on some single-player games. What about you? I've been similar boat actually. I've been still playing Fortnite every day. It's yep. kind of like a ritual thing now. Yeah. Phil, P Dice, and me, you yeah. know, holding it down. A lot of Jason, a lot of Thomas. Yep. A lot of savvy. Yep. A lot of memes. Nice. It's a lot of fun. It's the best reason to play Fortnite. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then when I'm not playing that, like usually my my day goes. I get home from work, um, depressed, depleted, <laughs> miserable, uh, and so then I fire it up and uh, re- rejuvenate myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like I can feel the the energy and the will to live flow back into me by shooting Brief- the head off yes. of some 14 year old. Albeit briefly, yeah, that will to live does come back. That spark ignites in me once more. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm not playing that, I'm kind of like chilling on the couch, uh, playing a lot of Resident Evil 2, the remake. Oh yeah, still good, still hard, still stressful. Did and you then- play the original? Yeah, I Back like in the day. so I didn't have a PlayStation One when I was a kid growing up. We we yeah, yeah, we, we were the N sixty four kids, but like same. I remember when um, like my mom would be like, "Hey, you know, she'd be getting she'd get real frisky and be like, you want to go to you want to go to the game store and rent a PlayStation?' You know what I mean? Oh, you get the big boxes, shit. and I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, mom!" <laughs> and then so we would uh, we would take it home, and that Resident Evil two and three were my jam. I would like there was this one copy that like I would beg my mom to like rent out the rent out the ps the mm-hmm. playstation again and there was this one i knew the discs you know what i mean yeah uh and like i had my i bought a memory card because you know that was mm-hmm. like how it was and I, even though i didn't have a playstation i had my fucking memory yeah, card memory i had my card. final fantasy 7 saves my 8 saves my wow. 9 saves everything i did eventually get a playstation um like but that was like you know pretty yeah. well into it when it was when it was pretty cheap uh 
Yeah, so Resident Evil 2 and then Kingdom Hearts as well. Nice. I hold that down, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Some good games that came out in January. Yeah, for real. And I, th- I think there might be a few others that are still yet to come out. I don't totally remember. Dan, it's but... February. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So there aren't. Yeah. No, we're all done. We're all done. I just... Shit. I think I just like vomited the last like few weeks out of my memory this week. That weekend, makes sense, but... yeah. Food poisoning sucks. Yeah, it wasn't great. Wasn't great. You wanna drink some beer? Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But this is Minisconsin, a uh beer by Hop and Barrel, which is out of oh man, I can't remember those. New Glanston. Yeah. Newt Gingrich. Why not? Um, I'm gonna make names up until you answer. Are they all gonna sound like New um, yeah, New Gingrich, New Glarus, not um Sam Liv- Sam Sam Samson Hudson Hudson. Wow, there, yeah, I, I improved. So yeah, I I did it. I did the impossible. I found something at a liquor store that was not an IPA, that was not an Imperial Stout, and that was not a sour. I am, I am my my whole body is falling apart. Yeah, I can't believe it. And it was something that I hadn't tried before. This so. is a lager, Dan. Yeah, it's what? a it's a Hellas, a Hellas lager. What is a Hellas lager? Do it's you know just anything? a type of lager. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. A, what makes it a Hellas? Uh, it's it's kind of a more malt forward uh, sort of lager, whereas Fuck like yeah. a Pilsner is more kind of like back end bittered. You know, like it's or like it has more like boiling hops. Why are you smiling at me? Because like, you said back end bittered. Oh, okay. I just got my brain. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that could be my new nickname. Back end bitter. Back end bittered McHugh. Ooh. I like, um, that. I like that a lot. But yeah, so this is a more malt forward one, less uh, bittering hops, less hops like anywhere really. It's it's just mostly a malty beer that uh, originated There's in no Germany. There's no hops anywhere? Uh, I mean, there's some hops. Okay, it's a little but bit. But it's like, yeah, it's not, just not a ton. It, our, the malt flavor is what's pronounced. <coughs> Excuse me. Are pilsners normally hoppy? Uh, they're normally bitter, but not. I Back wouldn't describe bitter. them as hoppy. Yeah, it's more like they are. Yeah, they just they get the bitterness of the hops, but they don't have much like floral or citrusy hop flavor. Mm. You know. So That's this. Fun. Yeah. So I'm excited to try a Hellas. I haven't tried one in forever. I made one uh, last year, and it was really good. You did. Uh, yeah. It was my first time ever lagering anything. And, and, you, and you chose the Hellas. Yeah. What are the fucking odds that the that the one lager that you can find in the store is the one that you've made, or the first that you made? I mean, there, I feel like this is destiny. I I mean, it's not that rare of a thing, but I appreciate okay. your enthusiasm okay, fine, about it. Fine. Um, can yeah. I can I read the label? Yeah. Okay. Why is Dan, it bad? I, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, okay. I, I I started with this crisp. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm into it. It sounds like they are not a very pretentious brewery, so I think it'll be pretty straightforward. Here we go, guys. We're on this journey together. Neither of us have read this. This crisp and easy-sipping Hellas lager is an ode to the shaky but aft-friendly bi-state relationship between our two transmogrified bordering states. We aren't always simpatico. Is that how you say that? Simpatico, yeah. Simpatico. Uh, but we make it work. Synergy malt is what binds us together. Is that right? Synergy. Okay. Synergy. It must be a brand of malt. Synergy both... malt is what binds us together. Raise a glass to your friends and enemies alike. Which one? Are, which one are they? Are they from? Oh, they're from Wisconsin. They're yeah, yeah. At least I don't know. Maybe maybe they've got like some brewers that are from Minnesota. Yeah, perhaps. I'm wondering what that synergy malt line means. Like, is there a type of malt that's grown in both Minnesota and Wisconsin? Maybe there. I didn't even know that we grew a lot of barley in Wisconsin. We were more like a like a monocrop 
corn state, aren't we? Corn and soybean? Yeah, I don't know. I know there's some, like, hop farms, I That's think. fucking wacky, but, man. That's yeah. wacky. Well, let's open it up, eh? Let's do it. Take a little sipper. I want to talk about how this um, can came with a sticker, though. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Only one. Only, Only one out of the six. Well, okay. That we know of. Yeah. Right? At least one out of the two that we are drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it like the the label you can peel part of it off. And it says it's a "scratch me like a scab," which is which is gross. I don't like that. Like, but then again, the label's pretty gross. Yeah, that's true. It's a like a zombie. It's a Frankenstein monster picture of Wisconsin and Minnesota. They look pretty uncomfortable. This it, is very clear. Yep. Uh, opposite of the hazy IPA, so I'm gonna quite enjoy this. I think. Yeah. It's actually not. Super clear. It's pretty clear, but there's still a little bit of haziness to it. I can like maybe read through the beer at your yeah you monitor. Can. You can yeah. read through it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't really like the color. It's kind of like it's kind of like pale piss. Yeah, pale piss colored. Yeah. Let's take a sip. You take a sip. I'm smelling it first. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, sure. It's a a very easy drinking lager. Like I could crush this beer. Yeah, yeah. Like I could just like like tape like smelling it brought me back to just like opening my throat in college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like what I mean. Not to swallow the beers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do understand and other things other things as well yeah i mean college is a time for experimentation it i experimented is. with a lot of different beer types a lot of different drinking games and sucking dick yep <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's, it seems i don't know it's there's not much going on with it but it's simple yeah it's it's simple but you know what it, you know what it, it needs dan what some lactose <laughs> some fucking some, hops some hops at the end just and maybe like a little bit of flavor some and, apricot yeah just some like just throw it in there just change this thing into a hazy ipa yep just throw some oats in there yeah we need oats mash high mm-hmm. it, well that or it could have used you know like a lot of like roasted barley and maybe some lactose yeah. Like an orange peel. Yep, yep. It, this could be a stout. Orange peels and everything. Grapefruit, maybe. Who look at, the look fuck at us. Look at, look at us. We finally get a beer that isn't a fucking <laughs> <laughs> milk IPA or whatever it's called. Hazy IPA. Yeah, hazy IPA or milkshake IPA. And then we just whine about it. We're like, this beer is boring. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's 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 not bad. I think I, I think I like it. I think it's one of those beers that I'm going to have to sip on for a while to really come to a real consensus about it in my mind well i do appreciate this beer because i've already drank half of it yeah yeah you're right and i am it's like it's not like those stuff that we usually like our normal fare where i'm like on our first break and i'm maybe a third of the way through my beer yeah because that is a crushable yeah for sure that's a crushable can like i could see myself chilling mm-hmm. in my driveway mm-hmm. in my underwear yelling at the neighborhood kids drinking this you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure getting I hauled off to jail envision you doing that too <laughs> thank you yeah um, Dan, should we talk about comic books? Yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll come back to the beer in a bit and see how we're liking it. But for now, I'm I'm following my trail. I think we're doing pretty good so far. But first, I need yep. to launch into the spoiler warning. You thank, do. Thank God that I remember that. This is a spoiler warning. This is a review show. We're gonna review these comic books. We're gonna talk about them. If you want to read them and you're like hey guys i haven't read these books yet fuck you for talking about that thing i'm like one why are you listening to this two because it's not published on the internet because it's not published on the internet i may be gonna mail this to my mom <laughs> uh and three did i even have a two three fuck you 
This yeah. is a spoiler warning. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, we're gonna launch. It was a big week this week. There's a lot of a lot of comics that came out. Yeah, it looks like let's see, three, six, nine. Damn, you're fine. Yeah, like ten or eleven, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. And we didn't get bargain bins this week. <clears throat> we did not. It was so goddamn cold on Wednesday that I just never got to the store. Oh yeah. That's why it was. At, it was at Wednesday. I never made it to the store. Um, that next Thursday, well, the Thursday after that. Yep. Just the next day. Um, I had to stay late at work and then Friday was my last day at work. So then we all went out for drinks. Yeah. So it just like the whole thing. I was a bad comic book podcast. Yeah. Host. I mean, week. if there was any reason I skipped work on Wednesday for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It was a nightmare. Minus 50 degrees. And today it's 48. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. Climate change, baby. Yep. Uh, anyway, big week, um, a lot of good comics, a lot of middling comics, but hey, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. I thought they were middling. Did you think they were middling? Uh, yeah, I guess so. There were some, some good ones. Them. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. A lot of okay ones. Yeah. And like a couple bad ones. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. It wasn't like normal where there's usually one or two really, really good ones and yeah. like maybe one or two like there's shit ones. There's nothing in this that I really was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, not that I can remember offhand, but, uh. It's a bummer. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't bad. I liked most of them. But we'll see. Let's start with... Hex Wives, number four. Oh, this is DC, by the way. So yeah. this is technically DC Vertigo, but we're, we lump them under DC. We oh. all know what you're doing, DC. We all know. No one thinks you're clever. I mean, they don't... Either it says DC right there. It says DC and then Vertigo on the side. Yeah. 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 Hex Wives, number four. This is written by Ben Blacker with art by Mirka Andolfo. And colors by Marissa Louise. Dan, do you want to give a brief synopsis on Hexwives as a series, and then we can talk about number four? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's witches in the nineteen fifties. That's yeah, it's like it's like I don't know, like uh, the vibe is like very. I love Lucy. What does it say? I mean, like bewitched. Yeah, like it, it kind of reminds me of like old housewife sitcoms if they were bloodthirsty witches and didn't really realize it yeah and a bit more modern right i feel like the i think feel like there's well i mean like it's set you mean in, in themes themes yes. and then uh, themes it's a and very then, like, feminist uh series dialogue especially in this issue i noticed modern dialogue starting to bleed through and i'm and i'm yeah i'm trying i'm starting to wonder if it's like because the um even even well, it though, makes sense because it is modern right because like the witch hunters are using computers and cameras and yep shit. yep yep yeah yeah but like so like the witch hunters previously had been kind of talking in this weird old englishy sort of thing and even like the even the witches were yeah, kind you're of right we're kind of talking in that and now it's sort of become i don't know i don't yeah, know they if kind of broke it, that a little bit yeah i wonder if that's intentional to be like the, yeah they've, they've like the dudes in this in this issue particularly seemed very fed up with what was yeah. going on the first time you really start to see that they actually like fucking hate these women yeah yeah before like you're like you're kind of like that could have maybe thought that they were like at least somewhat good and like removing evil from the world or something, something like, like that, that. You yeah. know, or at least tolerated them you know yeah. what i mean like oh well you know they're not so bad once you like remove their memory you know what i mean yeah. like, but they like clearly fucking despise them now yeah so. hmm. but also want to fuck them yeah 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 i mean that if that doesn't if that's not telling <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's yeah that's about right basic gist is there's a bunch of witch hunters and witches that have been fighting each other forever um the witches constantly being reincarnated the witch hunters will kill them they'll just come back um the witches will kill the witch hunters they will not come back uh but they do keep on reproducing uh and then the sons become uh, there's yeah no, they there's just no, keep having witch hunter babies there's no male witch hunters right or female 
Oh yeah, I guess that's so true. So it must be yeah. like the Suns or something like yep. that. Um, and so they they have devised this sort of scheme to keep the, instead of trying to kill the witches, they're like, ah, okay, why don't we lock them in this like weird simulation where they can never leave? Uh, and what is the perfect place to put a bunch of women in yeah. that you want to control? What better place to enslave women than the 1950s? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, all right, it's kind of it, it's interesting. This one is where it, in number four, particularly, I think the the veil is starting to lift. Yeah, they're definitely heating things up a bit, and I'm kind of curious where they will go in this because they can't stay here forever right Right. and they're figuring it out they're figuring out their witches and like once they do they have to get rid of this like uh background right but also like the setting of this like 1950s housewife stuff is kind of half of the comic also don't yeah, you it, think it so, feels yeah definitely like the that's part of the aesthetic integral, yeah yeah it's it's woven into that it makes me wonder if this is going to be a, a mini yeah are we getting good or is this going to be done at six that would make a lot of sense honestly because yeah. i i really don't think i i mean i can't envision the series going on past that or if it did what it would look like um but yeah it's i mean it's still good yeah um, it's a lot of fun and yeah things are heating up a little bit and they are so they found like the witch mother is also enslaved by these people back at their witch hunter base or whatever. And it sounds like if they kill like the cauldron that she used to create these witches, then those witches will also die. Did you get that? Something like that. Yeah, they have some kind of, I don't know, what do you call it, a MacGuffin? But some some item yeah. that if they destroy it, that so, so that's how they get her compliance. Right? So Yeah, but that was kind of weird to me because it sounds like they, I, I mean, if he's telling the truth which is a big if they can just kill these witches at any time in which case why the fuck are they even doing any of this it's out of some kind of i I almost feel like it's out of some kind of like they want to be in control of them after all these years of because they don't think they can kill them but like if they had the thing to kill them then like yeah no but they would rather they would rather not kill them they'd rather like imprison them and fuck them you know what i mean yeah which is fucked up yeah but like that's probably what it is right yeah i guess power play yeah, I don't know. So yeah, there's some. There's you some cool... revive me, Sedora. <laughs> Wait, what is that? You revive me. Remember that really weird, awkward sex scene from like number two? Oh, where yeah. he like, where he like eject, yeah. like he's like, he's like, ah, like, I'm like sorry, I. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm done. She's like, you weren't even in. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Big oof. oof. Yeah, I mean, I'm re- sorry for making you remember that. Yeah, I very uncomfortable. About that. <laughs> I I I'd never forget. I think I think about it at least three times a week. When you have sex. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, what's also is a little weird is she seems to be the one who's controlling the... Am, am I right in thinking that? She's the one who's controlling the illusion? I don't know. I didn't... Because he was like, give them something pleasant to think about, or pretty trees or butterflies or something. Oh. So I'm thinking she's the one... I mean, they, they don't have the technology to simulate that yeah, kind of you're shit, right. right? So, like, he's controlling her to... And that's why he yeah, was that like, could be. I think that's what's going on. There. Okay, that would but make yeah, sense. Yeah, at, at the very end, basically, um, the the main the main girl Isadora pieces things together. Basically, like one of the, it has to do with blood. I'm pretty sure, right? You're that right. one that one woman kills the cat, gets blood on her hands. That yeah, wo- I think the, their magic is very <clears throat> blood reliant. Yep, the girl the girl gets her period and she starts to see some shit. So then she oh, yeah. she cuts her wrist. Yep, and then the last panel is her being like oops in and quotation then, like, marks and got a very freaky look on her face and it's like dark flames in the background around her kind of yeah she she gonna fuck some shit up i'm thinking yep yep and i'm down 
Oh, next. Next up. Um, Izzy prepares a last-minute soiree to impress Aaron's uh, visiting regional manager, the enigmatic Mr. August. It's a dinner party to end all dinner parties. That sounds fun. That should be fun. Yeah. I have a feeling she's going to bake someone's head into a food or something like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Something cool like that. that. Dan, what are you get ratings for Hexwives number four? Um, This one, yeah, I still like it. I really like this whole series. Um, Yeah, I, I will give it a 4.5 out of 5. It's yeah. been pretty consistently good this one wasn't any more impressive than the other ones but it's just yeah it's just consistent it's, yeah. and it's it's yeah it's just good I, don't know. I, I i didn't like this one more but i didn't like it less it's definitely a different yeah. it's definitely a different issue because now they're taking it and holding it up to the flame right yeah so shit's gonna start getting real wild real quick yep and i'm, I'm cool with that yeah me too so what's your rating oh yeah four yeah four out of five i think yeah it's a good rating. Yeah. Strong. Strong rating. Strong, strong rating. four out of five. Speaking of strong, <laughs> Superman. Oh, he's we the got, strongest. He's well, the str- Hulk is strongest. Hulk, Hulk, is, Hulk warmest. is warmest. Smooch. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, we got Action Comics number 1007, written by the one and only Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, with art by Steve Epting and colors by Brad Anderson. Uh, Action Comics, there's two Superman comics coming out in DC right now. Action is definitely a bit more on the personal side. Yeah. It's dealing with Clark Kent, not as much Superman. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, this one, I can't, I, I'm going to try to summarize kind of all the plot points going on in Action Comics. This is kind of a lot. Yeah, there is a lot, because there's so like the there's Red like, Mist. There's the Red Cloud. Yep, There's Red a Red Cloud, cloud who yep. can kill Superman and is trying to and is trying to kill the sexy fire chief. There's Cobra, like the cult Cobra. Yep, there's a bunch of lizard people and a girl who's who's trying to make out and bone Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Who's, who looks super young. He does, yeah. He looks like he's like 15. He looks like Archie. Yeah, he, he does. Looks like, he looks younger than Archie from Archie yeah. Comics. He's like, oh, it's weird. Um, I guess those are the main two. Yeah. Oh, and then there's some. Yeah, Lois Lane disappeared. She's back. And the stuff with uh, their their son. Isn't that going Superman? To space. And... Oh, but this is in continuity. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. There's. Yeah. This one mostly. And there's disappearing buildings. I don't know. Yeah. Not that I'm thinking about. I liked this comic, but I have no idea what happened in it. Yeah. It's. Now that you're flipping through it, I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, I know you really like these ones this is always i'm i'm always less interested in this i really like uh you like super, superb man yeah i like superman i don't I don't care about clark kent and Boo. i don't really care about like you know just metropolis as a city is not super interesting to me so like all the small the yeah the smaller town stuff is not that interesting to me you're into the god hand yeah i just i want to see superman doing dope shit in space yeah. you know that's just fun yeah. And like this, uh, yeah, I don't really care about Lois's dad. Or you what mean Lois thinks. telling her dad that she's married to Superman and him walking away? For, you don't care about that. That's not fun. Yeah, it's that's not, not. It's that's not, not fun, fun to you. And I don't care about it. Wow. Yeah. Who's Amanda Waller? Oh, she's like. Uh, she's the head of the DEO. Um, she's the. I don't know what the DEO is, but she is the head of Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, yeah, but she basically she runs the government shit. She shows up a lot in like the Justice League, like TV series and stuff. Okay. She's worked with Luther in the past. And she stuff. runs She's the a government shady, shit. Yeah, she she runs the shady government shit. Like but all the she, shady like government. I think she might have helped create like Doomsday at one point, something like that. Is she like that your shady shit. government agent who's like, I yeah okay you fucking I ideologues sure but like i've got like a bunch of superheroes running around and i need to make sure that people don't fucking die or is she like a 
Yeah, uh, like mustache twirling nefarious. She kind of toes the line. A little bit she's, of both. Yeah, she's. Uh, That's interesting, then. Yeah, she's she's a pretty interesting character. She's kind of like well, this makes her sound like way more bad than good, but she's kind of like Kingpin if Kingpin ran government ops. Interesting. But uh, but yeah, she's not she's not really a she's usually an antagonist, but she's not necessarily opposed to like. All the Justice League or any of the other superheroes individually. It's just... But yeah, she's the one who famously makes the Suicide Squad in the movie. Okay. Suicide Squad. Okay. Jimmy Olsen's getting some action here from a lizard lady. Yep, yep. And there's, yeah, the Cobra Cult who looks... Is she the one who's like... Yeah, that's the same girl, right? Yeah. Who that's looks a funny. lot... Yeah, that cult looks a lot like, uh... Yeah, Hydra or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's weird. This yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah, not a lot of. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in this, and at the same time, nothing happened in this. Five out of five for me. <laughs> it's gonna be a five out of five ring endorsement. No, I give it a four. I liked it. I mean, the art's always nice to look at, and I just. I mean, you get Superman doing some dope shit. You don't even remember why are all what these happened. That's fine. I don't need to like, let it wash over me. <laughs> why is why are all these people in a bed? That's the one question I had. He's like holding a bed and there's like eight people yeah. <laughs> sitting in it. I'm like, what? And yeah, the art made it look really weird that he was like carrying that, like how he was carrying that. He's just like kind of pinching the sides of the bed. Yeah. And it's just well, like I mean, But everyone... if you're superb, man, you don't need. I guess. Yeah. My so... favorite bit was like when he's like flying around like, hey, hi, how you doing? How you doing? And then he gets that like that like super serious eye. And he's yeah. Like, yep. And he just flies down. And, that, and gets this, this sequence is so sick. That was really cool, actually. I like that. It like yeah, it's like slow, and then from him, a soup's point of view. Yeah, like him. Sl- you can see everything, then it blurs, and then it's like and then it slows again, and then he yeah. yeah. And if this was uh, if this was a Tom King comic, they would have been like a just gigantic yeah. <laughs> wall of text on him, like like a poem or something. Yeah, that's that's true. The entirety, like the entire like first page of Bartleby the Scrivener, wrote not down <laughs> the middle of it. Uh, yeah, so four out of five for me. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I'll give it a three. Damn. Yeah. Eviscerated it. <laughs> Shit, yeah, you want to just roll that thing up and throw it in the garbage with that three out of five? It's just, yeah, I honestly, I thought about going a little lower, but I just, I, I, I didn't care about any you of didn't that. Wanna, you don't want me to fight you on that. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Um, Next up, are you ready to meet the Dreadfuls? I guess so. <laughs> guess you're gonna, you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. DC Universe number 12, The Terrifics, The New Age of Heroes, Meet the Dreadfuls. I do like that cover. It's super good. It's like, super like old school. Um, um, yeah, kind of almost like... A newspaper. Yeah. That's what I see. Or like an old movie poster. Or Yeah, yeah. Or like the title screen of some movie or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's... It's kind of neat. So yeah. yeah, this is this is your baby. Everyone knows Jerry. Jerry loves, loves the terrific. Jerry loves the Jeffy Lemire. Mm-hmm. So this is written by Jeffy Lemire, um, with art by I Lost It. Victor Bondanovic. Oh, and a little bit of story too. Did you know that Victor Bondanovic's doing some oh, story now? Nice. I wonder if it's just because Jeff Lemire is like I can't keep up. Yeah, I have too, too much, much shit going on. And then um, Michael Spicer on art, and also Victor Bondanovic on art. I think Michael Spicer must be doing the um, like the flashbacks with, or not the flashbacks, but like some of the Phantom Girl stuff. Yeah, because you can see the art was like pretty distinctly different. Anyway, yeah. the Terrifics are um, the replacement for the Fantastic Four before the Fantastic Four came back. Yep. Um, in the DC universe, so these are four heroes: Metamorpho, Plastic Man, Mister Terrific, and Phantom Girl. That through the events of DC's Metal, please check it out by Scott <laughs> Snyder. I'm gonna get a hundred dollars for everyone that looks at it, so please go <laughs> ahead and do that. Um, they get bound together cosmically. 
If Basically, they, they couldn't yeah. be more than like a mile apart, and they, or they would like, all just like rip apart, die, or something. Yeah, something like that. But in the events of a couple issues ago, um, that bond is no more. So the Terrifics are no more disbanded until until some shit went down. Everybody realizes that they're fucking miserable without each other. Like they're miserable together, but they're yeah. like at least we like like misery loves company and all yeah. that stuff. Eel, probably uh, Plastic Man, yeah. kind of made it out the best out of all. He started doing some bonding with his son. Yeah, which may continue in which the may next continue. issue. Yeah. He has a Plastic Man son that I wasn't aware of yep. who hates him. Who hates him. <laughs> Justifiably. Everyone hates, uh, yeah. everyone hates Eel Avocado. Yeah. and uh, But he, yeah, his son is going to be joining him for this next little arc, it looks like. So that's yep. kind of cool. Everybody, basically everything sucks once they once they left each other. Like Phantom Girl's getting married off to some gross slug yeah um mr t is getting his ass beat and he's about to have his universe or something he's about to have his alternate universe wife who's dead in his universe murdered in front of him so that's a little that's a little yikes but then he presses the terrific button yep and metamorpho which lets all the terrifics know that the gang's getting back together baby here we go you didn't let me finish the rest of the team all right go for it metamorpho is a discontent with his life because his, he's no longer metamorpho, yeah, he's his, just a normal dude. Yeah, he do, he can't. He's he he's his problems are so much more now that he has like a a hot wife <laughs> to like just settle down with. He's like I can't do it, so he turns himself back up and do an ugly thing. No, but wasn't he? Though I thought the whole reason he he went, went there to destroy it, yeah. but then his like little belt went off, and he's like, well, I don't think I don't think he actually went there to destroy it. I think he was like. Man, went, I hope so, because otherwise that is fucking. I think he. I think he went there. Hell. I think he actually like maybe subconsciously. That's the way it came off to me. Is that he like subconsciously went there to get to become metamorpho again? Yeah, because he's like restless. He doesn't want to. He's like, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? All I got is this babe wife. Yeah, I can't do anything. I don't know. It was weird. But then he destroys it, and so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said I don't know like eight times. I liked, yeah, I liked most of this issue. I love this issue. I thought it was super good. I mean, I know you didn't like the metamorpho thing. Man, the thing. metamorpho thing was so dumb. Because, yeah, he, he goes there to destroy it. I said, I'm never coming to metamorpho again. I need to destroy I'm, the I one thing. I need to thing. make sure that I never become metamorpho again. And then, like, one thing blinks. And he's like, I'm becoming metamorpho again, baby. Here we go. Yep. That's why I think that he was like, he. that was just the push that he needed. You know what I mean? To become it. Like, I don't know. That's That's how it came off to me. Yeah, it's just kind of, uh, it's just Whatever, Dan. We'll blame that one on Victor Bondanovic. That couldn't have been a Jeff Lemire story beat, right? That's, that's Victor. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Victor that's yeah. Vic 100%. 100%. Yeah, I like the Phantom Girl stuff, and, like, I know it's, like, it's totally a played-out trope at this point, like... But the getting the team back together shit works, baby! You no, I mean, it. well, yeah, I, I like, yeah, that's also a trope. I was actually talking about, like, the, oh. the, like, princess girl getting married off and then becoming her own, like, independent woman, which is good. Um, you know, it's just a trope, but I liked it, mm-hmm. and I liked all that. I liked that part with her, like, basically giving the middle finger to her mom. Yeah, and, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, mom. I'm going back to Earth, where I can be a superhero and not get married off to a literal space a slug. A literal slug. That was one of my favorite panels, though, when she's like, everyone, here's a gross slug, and then it cuts to a literal <laughs> slug, and he's like, oh! And he's, like, super offended by it. Yeah, he's got the little the little alarm line yeah, starting above his yeah. head. That was pretty good. Yeah. I love their goofy-ass hats. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like the, I like their outfits. It's really cool. good. Dan, what would you give the Terrifics number 12, Meet the Dreadfuls? I'd give it a solid 3.5. Ha! Uh, I'd give it a 4.5 out of 5. Nice. Cool. Nice. 
Good, 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 good. I have break written here, but Dan, I feel pretty good. Do you want to do one more, maybe? Yeah, sure. Okay, we can do one more. New Heroes in Crisis. Oh. Talk about the master. Talk. About, this is a, a master class, Thomas King. At it again, I have written here, Heroes in Crisis, number five, Mr. Thomas King, formerly CIA. Formerly CIA. Clayman on art and Clayton Cowles on letters. Clayman also doing the colors for this. Dan... Do you want to talk about Heroes in Crisis? Yes, tell, I do. Tell us about, tell us about, give us a little bit of background, what this is, what this series is about, and then tell us about this issue. I'm still fascinated by this series, because yeah, it was, it's billed as, uh, Heroes in Crisis, all the heroes going to deal with all their trauma, and they go to this place called Sanctuary, which is this little farm in the middle of nowhere, and that's where they go to deal with their trauma and have their, uh, therapy. And then everyone gets murdered, including, like, Poison Ivy and Wally? Wally West. Yeah. Well, I always mix up which one died, Wally or Barry. And uh, Barry Allen is the the true Flash. And then Booster Gold and Harlequin are the survivors. They are the suspects. They presumably killed these peoples. Harley goes uh, shacks up with Batgirl, and Booster Gold gets imprisoned for a while after he breaks into the Flash's lab, um, Barry's lab, and then he gets yeah jailed and then broken out of jail by his true bro, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. And I, God, I, I'm such a fucking typical dude, but I love the broy shit that they do in this fucking series. It's just Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. He's like, thanks for busting me out, bro. It's like, no problem, bro. I love you, bro. Sh- and they're sharing beers. And they're sharing beers. And like a shitty on apartment. the couch, yeah. What do we do? What do we do, dude? I don't know. Clink. And they're like, oh, dude, I just thought of this. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's great. And then they like cheers and stuff. Oh, I love all of that. Um... But yeah, also uh, yeah, this this series had me and then lost me and then had me again and I feel like it's still doing pretty well. Yeah, it's not bad. This one never had me, but then it had me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It yeah. like didn't have me at the beginning, but now it's kind of got me a little bit. Yeah. Um now that it's pretty clear that there's like the people that got murdered in Sanctuary, there's a little bit of there's a little bit there was always a bit of mystery on it. Yeah. But it was always kind of like a who done it kind of mystery. Yeah. And like they tried to frame it at the beginning of who killed the mystery was who killed it. Yeah. Everyone. Was it Booster Gold or Harley Quinn? Yeah. And both of the characters like, I didn't do it. And yeah. I'm like, at the beginning you're not supposed to be inclined to believe them, but I was inclined to believe them. No matter what they fucking tried to do, like with Harley Quinn stabbing and then Booster Gold being kind of a shithead. Right. And you're just like I'm like, hey, yeah, some, some, something's red a little herrings. something's a little fishy about this. And now the big reveal at the end of this is that um, Booster Gold discovers that the corpse of Wally West, yeah, in the in the inform like I don't know in, in the information that Barry Allen gathered to solve the mystery, yeah, is five days older than he's supposed to be. Yeah. So there's some like time, time fuckery travel shit. Yeah, some kind of weird shenanigans going on. Yeah. I hypothesized that it was actually, like, all the people in there were, like, sanctuary bots manifesting themselves. Yeah, or it was all, like, uh, in someone's mind or something, as a, yeah. in, like, Booster's mind as a form of therapy. We or... know how much Tom King likes that it was all just a dream. Yeah. If they yeah. pull that one out, that's going to be a little bit of a... Yeah, that would be bad. I would like to I don't think... think it w- I don't think it I don't will. think so either. I don't think the DC editors would allow that. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I hope not. But, yeah, I, I, it seems like there's something very cool going on behind the scenes, and, like, the mystery is still very gripping for me. And yeah, I, Yeah, I think it's cool. I like what they're doing, and... Because, yeah, I, I was definitely on the same train as you. Like, once you pose that theory, I'm like, oh, yeah, it totally is probably in one of their heads or something. But now it's a, it's expanding a little in the most recent issue. Because, like, this one is all about 
Superman talking to the world and saying like why it's okay for heroes to feel uh, trauma and pain and have to move past that. But then also understanding why the idea of heroes feeling pain and trauma would be scary to people that don't yeah. have those kind of powers, right? Yeah. Because like if you you damn better be like infallible if yeah. you have the power to literally like punch a hole through the yeah, world, right? Exactly. Which I think case. is a pretty cool theme to explore. Sure. And I feel like I have not seen. Would a you say that, that Tom King is a literary genius? <laughs> I would say that he is a former CIA analyst. Oh, that's fair. And I can appreciate, and I always do appreciate the Clayman art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super super Art good. Is phenomenal. Like, if he could just draw Batgirl all the time, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty dope. Because, like, going from this to the to Batgirl, the Batgirl comic, it's yeah. just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? It's just, he's so good. Yeah, he is really like good. An incredible, there are some dude. panels in this that are excellent. Yeah. I did not know, like, any of the people in the confession panels Solstice? in this. Yeah, yeah there was know. Solstice, and there was that guy who was talking about how he like dies all the time dies all the time and was someone was up. using his leg as a club and he's like ha, ha, can you imagine <laughs> and oh. then he just gets sad yeah it's like okay just seriously these batgirl pages are just you know i'm a fanboy though i do i do and that's fine and that's fine yeah the batgirl commander, yeah, commander steel. steel apparently continually dies and is reborn and dies again and he's like yeah i'd, I'd, I'd like to say that uh, he says it, something to the effect he, he of hopes like, it'll stick he hopes it'll alive. stick this time yeah <laughs> which it obviously Ooh. didn't yeah i just realized that's zatanna okay i wondered who these people so yeah there's swamp thing and zatanna and starfire and aquaman, aquaman. and i think that's adam right and adam i don't know and then who is this person there's a giant dragon and a woman in gold armor with a sword what is that i don't know but it's dope it's awesome yeah, i'm like i want I'm and she's mo- standing on like a, a buddha looking statue kind of thing i don't know it looks like king arthur i want i want i want that i don't yeah. know what that is but i want it yeah, I wonder it's, if... it's awesome out of nowhere yeah. just like oh here's a dragon but in, in true tom king style he puts a bunch of fucking words over it but i mean it wasn't too it bad it wasn't that bad but it was like his little speech it wasn't that bad but it was also like yeah it was also like, yeah maybe these and also gone. superman's whole speech was kind of boring it's like I didn't, you got I didn't, it i didn't read it you know what yeah. i mean like i at some point i was like i get it if you read the first two panels which is what like, i did yeah, yeah it's like superheroes feel invulnerable or feel vulnerable sometimes and have to work through trauma and that's okay and i get why you're scared and then they expand that yeah. into like five pages of dialogue of Superman talking at the media. I did like the little uh, panel with Batman and uh, Batgirl was talking to him and it's like, well, aren't you part of, uh, oh God, what are Trinity. They Trinity. And he's like, I don't do interviews with Batman. Do, I don't Batman do the media. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked, uh, he's, he's good at writing Harley Quinn and Batgirl. Yeah, I, yeah, their, I their liked, little their I little banter their is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he's good at like he's good at like broy stuff like that. Like yeah. Harlequin, Batgirl, and Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. He's always been good with like more upbeat dialogue. I don't know why he usually goes. I don't know. More recently, at least, it seems like all of his shit is like darker, and he's not good at writing dark shit. So yeah, he's not as he's not as good. I mean, I feel like he can be very good, but it needs to be balanced. Like, and mm-hmm. you haven't read Mister Miracle, right? No. But like Mr. Miracle is this like very dark, right? Like yeah. I don't even want to I don't even want to talk to you about the beginning of it, but it's like it deals with some very fucking heavy ass shit and you're like, "Oh my god." But it's like punctuated by these like intensely sweet moments of mm-hmm. between him and his wife, right? Um and it's like that's like 
what makes it so good and so compelling yeah. is that you get these this is it dichotomy is that the word that i'm thinking of yeah you know this 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 yeah balance sure, sure. you get this this contrast right yeah. between these two things where where you're talking about some like really dark shit but then at the same time his wife is like hey i'm here like it's we're gonna get through this together like i love like you know you know mm-hmm. what I, you know what i'm saying and yeah so when you just get one side of it it just doesn't work for yeah me, for me at least but then like when you get the other side of it uh the lighthearted stuff it it does work yeah one of my favorite tom king books that i ever read was just uh it's like a mini series right after um bruce wayne proposed to selena kyle uh-huh uh, they go on a double date with Superman and Lois Lane, and it is <laughs> yeah, the that sounds fucking great. best. He's so good at dialogue like that. Like my favorite part of like jokes and riddles was the uh, issue with the dinner party between Bruce Wayne yeah. mediating the Riddler and Joker. And yeah, it was all of them just at dinner for like pretty much the whole novel, and yeah. it was phenomenal. He's so good at like. Did you read the one where? Um, did you read the one where? Uh... The Joker shoots Catwoman, and the Catwoman slashes the Joker's throat, and yeah, the yeah. entire issue is that just the two awesome. of them holding their wound because if they let go, yep. they would they would die. They would so they have out. to fucking talk to each other. Yeah, love that. Stuff. That was great. I just wish he would write more dialogue. Yeah, and less, and less monologue. Less monologue. Less like yeah, you know, I don't know. Internal monologue. I respect. Or I, external for all monologue. the shit that I give him, I respect the man because he's turning out. He's turning out a Batman book every two weeks. He's yeah. turning out Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Put out Mr. Miracle, probably one of the best, the best like mini maxi series and whatever, the, whatever you want to call it yeah. that I've read in, in some time. So, yeah. but I do, I do love to give him a little bit of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he deserves it a lot of times too. Yeah. Cause like he's, yeah, yeah. He hit when he, when he hits, hit, yes. it hits so good and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, you're so good at this. But then like so much of it is disappointing that then you're just like come on tom get it together get i know it. you can do this yeah you could have i could see where this was going but you yeah. fucked it up yeah and then i saw his yeah, eyes saw dan his eyes. yep so good so Ugh. good dan you want to take a little break yeah, and refill some break. beers? okay yeah. we will be right back folks don't go anywhere we are back, back. how's it feel oh man so good so good it's so good to be here so good to be drinks and drinks in with with your friend yeah so we are on beer number two yeah how you feeling about it i feel uh it's good this is a nice beer it's like yeah i like it normally if we're on beer number two i'm like guys yeah, beer's good yeah it's pretty good because we drink like eight percenters you know yeah. what i mean but this yeah. is nice it's nice yeah i i like it too it's like very very slightly sweet Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's got some of that back end bittering. Yeah, you know it's got it, yeah that back end bittering. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of it. It's like I feel like it could maybe use a little more malt character in it to uh, make it a little more interesting. But uh, but it's still super easy drinking. And yeah. I yeah, like I, I think I'm with you. I think I could use a bit more complexity. In yeah, the malt, it doesn't have that much depth. Maybe but. it's like a maybe it's literally just that one malt maybe yeah what's it called again um let's see it is called it started with an uh synergy synergy malt maybe it's just like a single yeah could be synergy malt or something should we talk about some more comics i mean i guess it's i guess yeah or do you want to talk about the beer a little bit more no i think that's all i have to say about. i'm like struggling to come up with things to say about it just because it's so simple yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah i do like it but yeah let's move on to comics Oh boy, dogs barking. Yeah, I swear to God, he'll bark once. He'll bark once. Podcast. Yeah. No matter if Savvy's here or not, he'll he'll yep. hear something. And he'll get freaked out. Yep. For the ladies, 
at home. Just ladies. <laughs> There's only ladies listening to this podcast at home. Uh, that's my dog. I'm going to edit this out, I think. Cool. Good stuff. Or just leave it in. Um, Batgirl, number, what is this? 13, 31? Yes. Written by Marguerite Scott with art by Paul Pelletier. Uh, inks by Norm Raffman. Colors by Jordi Belair. I'm just going to briefly touch on this because Dan hated it. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, it's just, it's, I didn't hate it. It's just like the last one. It's just so middle of the road and yeah, this I is don't a, care about any of it. This is a pretty aggressively meh comic yeah. that I just constantly pull because I just want it to be good because I like Batgirl and it just... Well, the main reason you pull it is for the variant covers, which are excellent. Yeah, I mean, this one's not that good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't love it, though. I don't love it like the one that I got, like the one that's in the, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I also thank you for fucking undermining me on the podcast, Dan. <laughs> the main reason I pull Batgirl is because I like Barbara Gordon. All right, and whatever. I and I want to see some cool Barbara Gordon shit. But uh, it's, it's been struggling along for a while, and I don't know if I'm going to keep pulling it. Uh, yeah, so that's it. We won't even review it. We'll no, just chuck it aside. It's just whatever. And the last DC review for this week is Wonder Woman number sixty-three, written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Emanuela Lapacino. Ray McCarthy on inks and Romulo <laughs> Fiardo Jr. on colors. Uh, I've been talking a lot. Do you want to talk about yeah, Wonder sure. Woman number 16? Okay, yeah, I've been digging this new Wonder Woman. It's a new creative team, right? New creative team. New yes. creative team That's for new... several issues. Um, but yeah, I, I've been really digging it. They've yeah, they've leaned in heavily into the more mythical stuff, um, less into the more boring Wonder Woman stuff. I don't know. The ones that we read before, it was just like... Oh, she's gonna go fight this Aztec god and, and meet that's her not, that's aunt. Not mythology? And it's just okay. That's a good point. Yo, one hundred percent. It's just boring Dunked. mythology. Okay, sure. Because like just, this, this is just good, is what you're saying. I guess so. This is just written well. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. it's just, I think the thing I because like, are you telling me that if like Wonder Woman meeting an old Incan god and like that wouldn't be fucking cool if it was written well that'd be dope yeah i yeah you're right it's, it's just steve orlando kind of sucks yeah it, it's just that the, i think that what they keep in this new creative team is like the sense of i don't know mystery and just like general grandeur like big shit is happening yeah um around like the more mythic stuff but then this is also uh, a bit of a smaller tale mm. of a. Uh, uh, of a uh, Wonder Woman issue specifically, yeah, Wonder Woman is barely in this at all. It mostly um, follows a pair of a trio. a trio of refugees from uh, Olympus or something uh, like that. Uh, no, wrong. Well, no, that is right. I <laughs> yeah, where is it? Wrong. The- Themyscira. Yeah, which is part of like Greece. Yeah. Well, that's where Diana's from. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. So, there's a goat refugee and a Pegasus refugee and a Minotaur refugee from uh, Wonder Woman's hometown, and they are bumbling through New York, presumably. That's and, fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. The, <laughs> they get, like, assigned a case agent who's like, oh, yeah, we have... We have some special uh, special registry for you folks, and you'll get a case manager, and that's just hilarious to think about. Like, oh, it's another, like, Pegasus. Let's get their special case manager. Right. Um, but, yeah, and then they bust out. They go through New York. They sit at a diner and get, like, refuse service, and it's hilarious. All the dialogue was just really well done. In it was this. pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Usually I don't like... Um, 
when they issues depart. that yeah depart from like the main plot the main storyline i guess we are kind of like in between i don't know are we in between arcs at this i point? would say so yeah because yeah. we just ended that one the the aries thing and so now right. we're kind of dealing with the fallout of that and yeah there's always like the good ones will have like a couple cool down mm-hmm. issues you know what i mean before the wild shit really hits yeah. and i thought this one hit the note like it's funny uh the people i liked i liked the trio and it became a whatever you want to call a foursome yeah right when they get that waitress uh i want to see them go on some funny adventures I think yeah me too they were yeah everyone just had a super interesting and fun personality i like the part where they were talking where like one room is just like telling them to chill and it's like oh no you'll be fine people see like superhero or like you know mythology mythological stuff all the time they just gotta you know you just gotta do your thing and they're like well yeah it's easy for you to say because you are i mean they didn't say this but it's like you're like a six foot tall super hot version of what these people are so obviously it's easy for you and then she's just like okay well just do it (laughs) but uh and she just flies away and they're like jesus yeah ridiculous but i thought that that was a pretty hilarious that was pretty good i also liked when the uh, goat dude was like basically propositioning the waitress and she's like oh shit i didn't see this day going but "Eh, what the hell (laughs) like yeah i'll go on an adventure with you it's kind of fun yeah it's fun. It was cute. It was fun, cute, good dialogue. Lighthearted. It wasn't so just hitting you over the head. No one killed themselves. Yep. It's nice. Yeah, I agree. I dug. I actually really like this. Yeah, it was really cute. It made me smile. Art was good. I gave this one a 5 out of 5. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. You disgusting you. As is tradition. Despicable. Um. So that's it for DC Comics. Next up we have uh, Marvel. 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 <laughs> in fact, the return of Marvel, boy, boy, return of Marvel, boy, in West Coast Avengers number seven, written by Kelly Thompson, right? Where I lost her. Yeah, Ooh, this Kelly is Thompson. Order. Written by Kelly Thompson with art by Danielle Di Nicuolo, and colors by Triona Farrell. West Coast Avengers are the misfit Avengers uh, that live on the West Coast. Yep. Um, led by two Hawkeyes. Yep. Your guy Hawkeye. Hawk. Well, it's led by one Hawkeye. Yes. Le- okay. Technically, but like kind of she yeah. she's being coached. But she's being like mentored by Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Clint Barton. Yep. And led by Kate Bishop, who is the cooler Hawkeye. Yeah. She's got the she's cool great. costume and she's sassy. Yeah. Then again, Clint's pretty sassy too, but he's not as yeah. sassy. He's yeah. shirtless in this one. That's true. Um, so this is kind of, I think it's the end of this arc. Uh, I don't really know what it was called. What this arc would have been had a name specifically. Yeah, what this arc would have been. Do you know been... anything about Marvel Boy? Is he a real character? I have no idea. Okay. Other than like he is her ex, right? right? That was established. I did. I just didn't know if he was in any other comics. He probably is, but yeah, he probably is. The thing I've learned from reading comics recently is there are so many fucking characters. Yeah. Can you imagine it's being? Can you imagine being a diehard Marvel Boy fan and like knowing all of like, yeah. oh shit, it's Marvel Boy. Marvel Boy, <laughs> he's fucking back. And or like, like in uh in uh, uh the uh, Heroes in Crisis that we were just reading, and there was that yeah Captain what was his name? I don't. Know, but, we yeah, already forgot. We already forgot it, yep. and I'm never going to remember it. Or that or Solstice, the, Solstice woman Solstice. too. It, yeah. So there's just it, there's so many heroes that seem to only exist for like one issue and then people like tom king and whoever writes this like actually read literally everything so they just have all of these heroes in like 
on the back burner and just in the back of their minds to use in single issues whenever they pop up. It's just crazy. It makes sense that, I mean, Marvel Boy, if she is really Kate's ex, it makes sense that Kelly Thompson would bring her up because Kelly Thompson wrote the Hawkeye Kate Bishop run for like two years. Oh, okay. So I'm sure that he okay. was a character in that. So that kind of, it, it does make some sense. But I know what you mean. Like there is like, there are so many heroes and villains and characters and so many of them are inconsequential yeah. and they are not part of the pop culture mainstream right. at all i almost wonder if they just do that shit because they're like hey you know what you never know in one of these sticks baby like yeah. i was just telling you earlier about the edge of spider verse number two yep came out in 2014 if you can find a if you can find an original printing of that because it's the first yep appearance of um spider gwen yep who is in the new movie and shit, and people love her. They love that costume. It's crazy. It's like a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's the most expensive comic book to come yeah. out in the modern age by, by like, a long shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got a couple, um, you know those, you know Art Germ? He's the guy who does a lot of the Supergirl covers. Okay, yeah. I've got one of them that's worth, like, 25. That's, mm-hmm. like, by far, like, the most expensive one that I've gotten. <laughs> so, it's, it's wild. Like, like, modern comics do not sell for that much money. Yeah. Ever. But yeah. that one, for some reason, I was just yep. like, if I could travel back into 2014, I'd buy like six copies yeah. of it, you know? Well, yeah. we know the reason, because people shove Gwen into everything now. And it's great. Yeah, she's... I mean, you you gotta love Spider-Gwen. Like, she's oh, yeah. so cool. Like, yeah. And I that, like Gwenpool, too, in this. Yeah, so Gwenpool is technically different. Really? She's not Gwen Stacy. She, her, her character is named Gwenpool. Oh. And so she's oh, not... Gwendolyn Pool. Gwendolyn yeah. Pool. She's not actually... Gwen Stacy and everyone always thinks that I think she may have started off as that like there was like this like okay because Spider Gwen took off right everyone got so excited there was this run of why did they do that there was this run of variant covers okay where Uh they would draw Gwen Stacy as all these different Uh Marvel characters and one of them was Gwen Poole showed Deadpool and people fucking love that so much they're like well shit okay we'll make a series out of it but we can't just make it Gwen Stacy again that doesn't make sense (laughs) so they retconned it a little well they they retconned a cover you know what I mean but like that's what they did it's fucking wild comic books are wild man wow so there actually are see I thought that they're just like already because I mean she's dead and she doesn't have spider powers so i thought that they had already been like ah we've thrown her in the timeline and fucked it up enough that we might as well make her into deadpool too it's just like no because like so okay i'm probably overthinking but i'm like so does that mean that spider gwen actually makes sense in like or is she just an alternate universe gwen stacy is that like her shtick or am I okay? The two thinking... questions. Okay, wow, we're deep diving. Yeah, right now. the two questions that you're asking are not mutually exclusive, right? Because Gwen, Gwen, Spider, Gwen Stacy in our Earth, Spider-Man's Earth, though, the, I guess the most like pop culturally Canon. understood Spider-Man universe is dead, right? Okay. But there yeah. are like a shit ton of Spider verses yeah. canonically. Yeah. Right. Right. And in one of those universes, Shown as into the Spider Verse. Exactly. Yeah. And one of those universes, Gwen Stacy was the one who got bitten by a spider. So she makes sense in the Marvel universe, but not in Earth one oh right. fucking ever. Yeah. I don't. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. Well, okay. somebody gives a shit. Somebody right. is in their underwear right now, scribbling red lines in between different Earths. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being like, it all makes sense. But she's like, it's, she's basically like uh, Miles Morales kind of. Yeah. Know, just, yep. Yeah. Just another version, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think Miles Morales actually exists in. Right in the. I know. Ah! I know, dude. I know. The uh, lines blur. I just, I just think they did Gwen Stacy so dirty yep. in Earth proper that they need a resurrector, man. I'm, 
I'm ready for the fucking they. How many times has Gene Gray been brought back from the dead? Yeah, they need to they need to undo dirty. I, I feel like now there's almost been too much time though. It's like now if they it's been since the 70s. Yeah, it would have to be a massive like thing and Dude, they probably think, just you... don't even want to touch it at this point. It's like, well, oh man, like we could do it, but would it be worth 30 years? Can you ima- being can you dead? imagine though if they just quietly did it in one of the fu- <laughs> in one of the issues like I'm like, "Eh, you know what? I'm not going to fucking pick up yeah. bullshit Nick Spencer's run of <laughs> Spider-Man and he just yeah. quietly like slips in a fucking resurrection of Gwen uh-huh. Stacy and the prop. That shit would go for gangbusters yeah. money so yeah. fuck marvel's not above doing that yeah no they're not i'm i'm just curious to see you can't on tell what me occasion... it's about the fucking purity of the spider-man yeah. canon either like <laughs> yeah that's so true of God. all canons like and, and comic book canon in general is completely fucked but especially Garbage. spider-man's it's so wild like, oh my god i told you about the i told you about the little mini we're on a on a tangent yeah, we here. Are. i told fine. you about the mini series about um uh, where they kind of did that a little bit, a, a miniseries where Scarlet Witch put basically like her powers go nutty, nutter butter, and then it was like a it was a bunch of minis, right? Okay. And her her powers go her powers go bonkers, and she basically makes a bunch of like the entire Marvel universe comatose, and in their brains they're in their own paradise, and okay. in Spider Man's, like it's like him waking up. He doesn't have any spider powers. He wakes up, he like blinks up, and then you hear like a little voice chiming from downstairs, and you think it's Mary Jane. And, it's and he's Gwen. like, he's like, he's like, hey babe, I'll be right down. And he walks downstairs and fucking Gwen oh, Stacy. Oh shit! Yeah, it's fucking. That's just wild, man. Yeah. That's well, why, maybe someday. Maybe someday. You yeah. know, uh, just a, a kick in a prayer. That's all I have. Just a <laughs> kick in a prayer, baby. Is that a phrase? I think it's from Street Fighter. Oh, okay. And that's what they. That's what Yipes would always say when he was watching uh... lore. Because you know how she in season two she had the yep. knee. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. He's like, he's like, that's all she needs—a kick in a prayer. Because <laughs> people would just be fucking using that knee move, yep, and all she yep. needs is yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, wow, yeah. tangent. West Coast Back Avengers. To West Coast Avengers. Um, so this is kind of the the finale of this arc. Uh, yep. That saw her teammates in prison and stripped of their powers. Um, and then Kate to, saves everyone. Yeah, and the cool, um, my, one of my coolest uh, sequences, or like the coolest sequences in this one, she's like signing to Clint. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking dope. What was she actually telling him? Telling to, him to do? take the earpiece out of his ear because they were using that like like shit to scramble their brains and stuff. So they were using the actual earpiece. Yeah, they hijacked the frequency that they it's used like, to why communicate. Why wouldn't they actually just project that or something? Well, why wouldn't they just think of that and just take out their earpiece? I, I guess know. is what I'm wondering. Shit, but, dude, I don't know. I'm not a writer. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. They got a baby shark. A baby. Yeah, land they got shark. a baby land shark. Do 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 do. Huh? There's a baby shark. Baby oh. shark, you don't know that? No. Do, 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 mommy shark. No. Wow, fuck! You're looking at me like I'm an insane. It's a real song, Dan, and okay. people are like really into it. <laughs> so, but yeah, Gwen Gwenpool has a land shark now. I like that. Yep, it was good. Good, 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 good. I yep. give it a four. Yeah, I also give it a four. <laughs> I like that series. It's just, it's just so fun. You know, and it's... Kate is just such a likable and cool lead. It reminds me of what like the avengers should be right like instead of these like massively overblown like yeah instead of like gods these giant gods that are dead but now they're coming back and they're fucking metal bro yeah or like or fucking justice league oh it's like yeah it's just well i don't know what it is about like modern the the flagship titles these are your like yeah avengers your justice leagues but they just like they forget that like 
what makes those books so good is the relationships between the characters yeah. not the not bonkers the ass cosmic bullshit. shit that's happening yeah you have to go into superman's bloodstream and shoot all the cells that aren't <laughs> yeah. the right cells it's like that doesn't matter if you don't give a fuck about the characters yeah. right yeah I anyway agree. speaking of not giving the fuck about characters oh, huh? how about this captain harsh. america harsh no, actually this is really good <laughs> <laughs> uh we got captain america number seven written by tana hissy coates I think he was originally a author. Did you know that? Well, I guess he's technically still fucking a book author, <laughs> a novelist, if you will. A book author. A book, a real book. Comic books aren't real books. Uh, with art by Adam Kubert, which I love that name. Oh, man. It's spelled a with a K. I hope it's not Cubbert. But we can pretend. It's Kubert. Yeah. Adam Kubert on art and uh, colors by Frank Martin. The first thing I noticed when I opened the stand was that this is not Lionel Francis Hugh. Yeah. The art... We knew it wasn't going to last forever. We knew it. It was just too good, and now it's okay. You know, this is not bad. It's fine. You can. He is doing his damnedest to be lying. Li- <laughs> and I, you know, I got to give him credit. I could not draw nearly this well. Yeah. Um. So we're in the middle of a. How do you s- kill Captain America? You well, you can't kill him. You physically. can't kill him. You kill the idea of him. Yas. Da. Da, comrade. <laughs> I, I'm fucking up. A I lot think of you're mixing your I'm Russian mixing and your German there. Ah, dos vidonia. Yes, we must kill the. There you go. Kill the idea of capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, Bucky breaks a leg. Bucky hella breaks a leg. It's a compound fracture, Dan. Yeah, he the... just like busts this dude's femur out of his leg. Pretty gory for a Captain America book, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then, and then Cap is like under suspicion of murdering uh, a general, Thunderbolt Ross. Yes. Right? And uh, they think that it was him because it was his spine got busted by. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's like, well, it was his his spine was ruptured by a blunt object a that disc, resembles a shield, a disc shaped object. Yeah, and so you're like, how the fuck would you know that, sir? Yeah, and also like, oh, how clearly of a fucking yeah. like, how dumb do you think Captain America would be? And if he's gonna... like an old, like fat white guy and it's like oh yeah i need my shield for this i'm gonna need to throw the shield at his back when it's turned (laughs) to me like if captain if he lost it in a fit of rage he would have just like broken his neck or something yeah 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 it's fucking weird yeah yeah kind of lame but uh the big reveal at the end of this is that uh sharon is that her name yes sharon summons the daughters of liberty which means something. Which means something to someone. To someone. It, what means to me is that Sue Storm is there. Yeah. Yeah. I know who that, that is. Yeah. I know who that is. I didn't know who any of the rest of them are. Yeah. Again, man, so many comic book characters. Yep. That um, I have no idea about. Basically, Captain America turns himself into the police being like, I can't, I can't overcome this wealth of conveniently, <laughs> you know, like suspiciously. Circumstantial evidence. Suspiciously great evidence against me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to turn myself in. But you know what? You can't kill the dream. You can kill the dreamer, but you can't kill the dream, brother. Or can they? That's what they're trying to do. Uh, so yeah. I guess we'll have to tune the in The sexy blonde out. Russian lady who is dating Red Skull. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. That's who is correct. also moonlighting with a vampire. Uh, right the the black haired lady uh, i forgot about that part but yes yes that's right this is getting wild there yeah it is yeah i forgot uh, about she's trying to she's trying to points. kill the american dream yeah because so, she's russian yeah i i can't decide i think i like this it's like done pretty well but also it's kind of boring just to see captain america like 
uh, it's just, uh, he's like, he can't be a superhero because, like, of, of bureaucracy. Like, that's basically is what this is, is Captain America versus bureaucracy, who can come out on top. How fun. Yeah. So it's like, it, I mean, it is written fairly well. So I'm not, it's not terrible, but it's still just kind of like, oh, just like, you know, maybe get to some Captain America stuff. Yeah, like, point, you just want to get past it. You're like, yeah. okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like, yeah, it's like. What is Captain America if he hasn't changed the ideals that he fights for have haven't changed but then america around him changes right? yeah yeah that seems like he, to be the theme he fights for freedom it's like captain america in the in the joe mccarthy age basically yeah right? like like he fights for freedom but the government is in this like weird hysteria yeah and they don't believe in the things that they normally believe and so does does he fight for the government or does he fight for those ideals yeah yeah, yeah, I I get where I get where they're going with it, but I and it, yeah, and it is like it's, kind it, of it's cool. compelling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of cool thematically, and I think I it's prevalent in like twenty nineteen when people are saying, "Well, what is America really like? Whomst whomst is America? Whomst is America, Dan? Yeah, um, and whomst would you give that a book a rating? <laughs> to whomst would I give that book a rating? And I what think, if a would it be? I think that it would be a... Mm, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I'll give it... Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm like 3. Like a, like a strong 3, light 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. That's about right. Dan, I'm giving this one to you because I did not read it. This is The Amazing oh, yeah. Spider-Man number 14, written by Nick Spencer with art by not Ryan Otley. In not fact, Ryan Otley. It was Chris Bacalo. Yeah. And we thought... I thought just... I So I didn't read this, but I flipped through it. I thought that this was drawn by, like, three different people. Yeah. I thought that it was drawn by at least two, but the art is so bizarre in this. Like, everyone... I don't know. Peter is drawn like a 12-year-old boy, kind of. Like, look at look at that. Look at that baby face. and, and his, kinda... But his eyes are also baggy at the same time, so you just have, like... He's I have cute. no idea where he's, he's cute, coming from. He's cute, but he's from. tired. He... And like that, some of it that looks, one looks like a Calvin and Hobbes. Like, some of it character. looks so. That's what I mean. It like some it it so widely varies from cover to cover. Yeah, or not cover from panel to panel, and it looks so rushed sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. This is really weird. It's kind of drawn like an indie uh, comic book, yeah. but at the same time, not a necessarily a good one. I don't know. You mean like a Leviathan? <laughs> yeah, not quite maybe, as gross maybe a little bit but uh that said there was some i i didn't like the way that he drew peter but i liked the way he drew spider-man i like the way he drew yeah i love the way he drew yeah. spider-man and i love the way he drew uh ryan, ryan yeah the the eyes are so evocative when he when he draws spider-man he draws a decent mary jane too yeah um so you know what i mean like he does yeah. the he does the eyes so good yeah yeah, I agree. But yeah, it, it basically, I don't know, Aunt May's meeting with some people because she's got cancer. Oh yeah, she does have cancer. And and he, she apparently has like old dudes trying to hit her up for romance because she's dying, which oh, I don't oh. totally understand. Yikes, really? Yeah, That's in there? Yeah, her, uh, so, <laughs> so this is, yeah, something that I wasn't aware of. She evidently married J. Jonah Jameson's father, mm-hmm. who subsequently died and then there was a guy who hit on her in this issue that was his best friend. Weird. Yeah, and she's like, I know your game, dude. You're just hitting on, like, soon-to-be-dead widows, which is, like, pretty fucking dark. And That's uh, pretty... That's a, that's a very specific <laughs> niche. It's a very too. niche group. I only want to fuck Actually, dying widows. <laughs> I think that he probably didn't know that she was dying, but... 
but yeah, that yeah. Either way, um, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe when you're that old, maybe like hitting on widows is not that niche of a group. That's depressing to think about. Yeah. Um. Woof. Yeah, but then and, and yeah, Rhino was in it. Apparently, he's sort of trying to be on the up and up. So there, I don't know. There are some elements of things that I liked in uh, previous issues in this. Like, I still like that uh, Taskmaster keeps coming up. I like seeing villains. Um, where I don't know this this series has a way of putting villains where they're not really imposing. They're more like you know they're more regular human beings. Like he's he's room his roommate is Boomerang. And, I love Boomerang. And but you know who does Boomerang better now is Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah, and that's I think the consensus we have both come to is that Friendly Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man does pretty much everything that this book does just better than it yeah and i mean it only comes out once a month too so that helps yeah i think that you've got this one's bi-weekly you Mm -hmm. said yeah so yeah it's it's not this one this one specifically was not great i feel like they've been okay yeah Yeah, they've been okay i I haven't hated some of them have been pretty good honestly but uh but yeah this one was not good for coming off of an arc that i was kind of lukewarm on with the jay jonason J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah. Jay Jonas. It's fine. J. Jonah J. Jonah Jameson, is that right? <laughs> That's the one. That's yeah. a fucking hard name to say after like a beer, you know, yeah. two beers. And a half. After a beer and a half, you know what I'm saying? This uh, is the one that you were saying that you'd be able to drink a lot of. Yeah, I'm crushing them, Dan. And will yeah. you get me a third so I can will you, <laughs> right now, I'm gonna stall. Live really? on it? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. You looked at me with like such disdain in your eyes. Uh, almost, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be impressed. We're almost on a we're almost on a break, so we'll be able to get some get one soon. I don't, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I was lukewarm on the J. Jonah Jameson arc towards the end. I liked it at the beginning, but towards yep. the end, it kind of lost some steam for me. So coming off of that to just like the next thing that you're doing, I was just like, hi, this is bad. Yeah. Um, I agree, and and. The- also switching up the art at the same time to this weird style from the previous pretty like, rough the previous style you know it wasn't anything special but it was like very clean cut and very like distinct yeah well i don't know maybe not that distinct but it was just i don't know it was just clean oh, and wow. it was what you expect in a comic book and then this was just jarring i feel like it had a pretty unique st- like you when you look at that cover right you're like oh yeah that's ryan otley right yeah yeah you just know the way that he draws faces in anime yeah yeah it had a distinction. Yeah, I guess I, I guess you're right. What are you gonna rate it? I'm not gonna rate it because I didn't read it. Uh 2.5. 2.5 out of five. Wow, okay. It's not bad. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. It, and it, like it had I liked the parts with Rhino and I liked the drawn parts with Spider Man and Rhino. Yeah. It's just the rest of it was kind of trash. Dan, do you want to do a break now and then we can get it another beer? Look at what's coming up. And then review these these next two books, or do you want to just review these next two books? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't super have a preference. What do you want to do? Let's take a break. Okay, we're gonna take a break, folks. Take a break. Dan likes folks. We decided that, right? We like Remember folks. That? Yeah, hey, folks. I'm gonna call yeah. you guys folks. 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 We will be right back. Dan, we're back. And we're back. I said Dan, we're back. Yeah, and I said and we're back. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. God. I'm gonna turn the space here on because it's getting a little cold in here. Yeah, I guess it is a little. Chilly. Apologize for the background noise if you can hear it. Probably can't because I got can. a good microphone. And because they can't hear anything because this isn't uploaded to the internet. It is. <laughs> we'll see. No, you don't know. I uploaded the past three. <laughs> what? No, I'd be lying. I am. I have to edit them. That's what always happens. Is I have to get to the editing point, and I'm just like, mm. it's hard. This is hard shit. What do you mean, like? 
most of them don't need to be edited at all. Well, I think what I need to do is I need to come through with like a big old, um, just basically amp the volume up. Oh, but okay. that probably wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I'm just being a baby. Yeah, well, classic Jerem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. We moving got on. two left. Yep, we're done with the major two publishers this week, so we're gonna move into the uh, smaller guys. We got one from Image and one from Dark Horse. Let's talk about the first one from Image, which is Maneaters number five. This is written by Kelsey Chain with art by Kate Nemchik, inks by Elise McCall, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg or Rachel? I think it's Rochelle. I don't know. The E-L-L-E leads me to believe. Mm. However, you know who it is. He's got to be on one of these at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Every week. Every week. Letters. can say his name. By VC's very own Joe Karamanga. Manga. Kawabanga. We love that, man. Oh, it's such a good name. Dan, do you want to talk about Man Eaters? Yeah, sure. So I'll talk about Quantum Age. So yeah, it's been around Age. for oh, I mean, like it, on a break. You mean? Yeah, it's been on break for a while since yeah. like November, I want to say. Yeah, which is a it was long we got time that ago. little like Christmas special, remember? Yep, but, but it was, was mostly just it was like fake ads, which were clever but didn't actually contribute anything. You know what the they call that story. in the biz, Dan? They call what it backfill. Oh, so all these like weird little like adver- fake advertisements and stuff. It's backfill, and that's supposed to kind of help you get like immersed. Like my back bittered beer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backfill with some hops. Got it. The Danny Man. So yeah, this was mostly a uh, uh, flashback. flashback. Yeah, because um, in the present, the main girl, wait, whose name I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Her. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about um, what this is about, though. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it's a um, alternate sci-fi universe where um, women turn into deadly were panthers were panthers once they become of age if they do not if they aren't like medicated enough or if they get their period yeah Yeah. if they get their period they become a were panther so like society has like changed and molded to like start dumping shit in the water to basically stop women from ever getting their period which is kind of funny like yeah of course, we have the technology to stop that kind of thing if if it like directly hurt men, but we don't. Yeah, you know, this is kind of funny. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's it's and basically what happens is she turns into a were panther because she stops taking her pills. But this is a flashback to her friend turning into a were panther. Right. Um, and I think at the end, the assumption is that the friend is staying with her. In her panther form. In her panther form. Yeah, yeah. So this book has been kind of this weird sort of um, mystery. We're not sure if, like, the main girl is the were-beast who's going around mauling people or if she just so happens to kind of be, like, not taking the estrogen water or whatever and then just disappearing at the same time. Um, And it's kind of like a relationship with her dad and her dad and her mom. Yeah. Kind of this like weird small personal thing, but also just like a very clever, sharp kind of like flipping like a like a common trope, right? The werewolf, mm-hmm. the the manly masculine beast coming out at yeah. night once a month, and like it's just it's it's funny to me because like I'm like wow, that's so fucking obvious, yeah, right? <laughs> once a month, yeah, you know, like it's like that it's like so fucking obvious, like mm-hmm. lunar cycle and everything like that, but yeah, no one's done this before, yeah, to my knowledge at least, I'm sure someone's done something like that, but. Yeah. It's just so it's just so clever. The dialogue is really funny. Yeah, the dialogue's really good. They do a really good job of like putting a more like feminist twist on basically everything and yeah. it's 
it's funny because all the fake ads in this book and of the last like issue they're all targeted towards like you have to protect your boys please protect your boys by protecting making... what really matters yeah. boys <laughs> yeah and like even in this one they've got like a list of rules for like the boys and girls and the list for boys is like two things long and the list for girls is like 20 and yeah the, the boys rules are like no running in the hallways and yep. no fighting and yep. the girls is like no flip-flops no mini skirts no yep. bra strap showing no panty lines showing yeah yep. like no opaque things adhered to breasts or buttock or yeah. something like that <laughs> no camel toe yeah <laughs> fucking wild yeah. So yeah, it's it's just it, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be a more exaggerated version of all of the prejudices we hold against women in, right. in 2019. Right. Um, and I think it's pretty good at that. Like it does it pretty cleverly. It doesn't like beat you over the head with anything too much. Like in a preachy kind of way. It's yeah. all very humorous and also I, I don't know. Then yeah, they do a good job with the dialogue. Everything like the characters are well uh, yeah. well fleshed out and everything. It, it would be so easy for them to just. And this isn't, I don't, I don't know, like, this, it would be so easy for this to, like, verge into man bashing. Yeah. But I feel like it doesn't ever. No, you not know? at all. It, I mean, yeah. it points out things that are, that should be obvious and that there are obvious disparities between, you know, men and women and yeah. the way that, and how sometimes men treat women shitty, but it also does it in a way that's, like, doesn't make you feel, like, total trash. Like, some things you, you're kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah, know? and there are plenty of, like, positive, uh... Male, like characters. male characters yeah mm-hmm. like her dad is a seems is, i think he might be the only positive male character right yeah but he's also like the only male character really yeah which is which i appreciate you know yeah. so like most of the cast is females and then the one yeah. dude would be pretty easy for him to be just like a oaf and an idiot and an asshole you know yeah, I mean? yeah. If they wrote the dad to be like you can't take your fucking estrogen pills you need to put some clothes on yeah. see. yeah but he's just like a he's just a sweet no he's a chill dude yeah. and like he even defends her basically whenever when in this issue when she was pulled into the principal's office yeah. and and because she oh yeah so this is the one thing i didn't like about it but just because it was confusing is like and i'm sure this is there's an obvious reason for it that i'm just missing but so Estro Pop is one of the main, uh, I don't know, the main advertisements, the main like beverages in this universe, mm-hmm. and, and boys drink it. It's Estro Pop. It's estrogen and, free. It's estrogen free. Yes. Whereas like everything else has estrogen pumped into it because that for some reason helps quell the werewolf changes. Correct? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So uh, it's birth control. Basically, they have them on a. They have them on a like pregnancy level progesterone estrogen regimen that basically makes them i think this is in my brain this is mm-hmm. how this is how um the pill works okay is it is it it does like an artificial cycle and then makes the body think that it's pregnant so it won't ovulate okay um but okay. then but then once you take you know how like in the last week or so of the pill it's all sugar pills that estrogen level drops Okay. And then they met, then they get their period. Okay. Okay. I think that's how that works. I'm sorry. I'm sure I fucked that up <laughs> some way, but like, so I'm assuming that like water that the girls drink in this is like supplemented with enough, like a spiked with a shit ton. Cause if, right. if the, when the, when the body, when the female body's pregnant, it produces like an literally off the charts levels of estrogen. Mm-hmm. And so if that level of estrogen is flowing through the body, they won't menstruate. They, oh, okay. they won't, they won't ovulate. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. There you go. Yeah. That, hey, look at that college background coming yeah. through. I, I I knew that paying attention to anatomy and physiology and reproductive <laughs> uh, health would it would pay off. But yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. It. The only thing that is, yeah, it still confused me for prior issues. The fact that it's called Estropop, but it's estrogen lacks free. Any estrogen. Yeah. It's it, kind of confusing. You'd think that and, it'd be like hella supplement. And this is the first uh, issue where they actually explained that. Yeah. 
and they've had estropop in it forever so i was like why thought, are the boys drinking estrogen yeah. i don't understand but this makes a lot more sense well they've always referred to it as estrogen free i'm pretty sure did they yeah okay. it was like special water yeah it was probably just dumb and didn't read it it's okay yeah but, what, uh, what did you think about the weird unicorn? Okay, so there's a unicorn on the end. Okay. And then, do you see the, the unicorn's hair? It's all rainbowy. Yep. Remember the, the the hair that they're looking at under the microscope? It's all rainbowy. Oh, okay. That's I, what I, I was like. What the fuck? What what what's going on with this? Yeah, you're right. What is that? It doesn't appear to be. I thought rainbow. maybe it was her hat, but it's not her hat, right? Because there's like multiple colors. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what that is. I have no idea either. I don't know. Well, it'll probably get explained in the next issue yeah. of Maneaters. Yeah, of Maneaters. But yeah, I still like this. I think this one, I don't know. I'm I kind of waiting for it to pick up speed a little bit more. And like to have a flashback issue was kind of a letdown for me. Because it's like, uh, I just kind of want to get, especially after such a long break. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want to get it moving Get back a into bit. it. Um, so it was a little slow for me, but I still like the concept in the universe and it's still written really well. So yeah, I'd still give it a four out of five. Uh, I think it's a five out of five for me. Wowie. I I just love this. Oh, that series so much. It's so good. Moving on to to our last, the last book, Dan, I made you read this. I knew you were going to be like, what's going on? Who are these people? (laughs) Where am I reading? What is this about? I don't understand. I'm so predictable. Uh, this is the Quantum Age number six. Oh, to my yeah. credit, though, how much of this could you have possibly understood? Not much. Yeah. So I'm being, I, I made fun of you, but yeah. I, I was being a bit flip. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a little bit crazy. But also, I've read the Black Hammer, and so I got some shit. Right. Okay. Like there's there's a lot of characters in this that are from the Black Hammer. You should really, really, really read. I thought that's what we were doing. This is Quantum Age. It's different. I, you should. Read it's the, like we should read Black Hammer. Let's pick up Quantum Age next week. I was like, okay, I'd like to read uh, Black Hammer. It's like this isn't the real Black Hammer, you dumbass. Well, you just need to read volumes one and two. Oh, that's all. Where where the fuck am I gonna read those? Do you just log into my Prime account? I have them. All right. They're good. All right. Uh, this is published by Dark Horse, written by Jeff Lemire. With art by Wilfredo Torres. I got a lot of... I got a burp. You want to read Oh, I'm good. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, art by Wilfredo Torres. So, usually colors by Dave Stewart. Eh? Yeah. And then, I'm going to guess Nate Piekos on letters. I could be wrong. I could have fucked that all up, but... Whatever, you get the idea. I'm not going to upload this to the internet anyway. Yeah. The Quantum Age... As I understand it, so Black Hammer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna sell you the book. All right, all right. Okay. Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire's brainchild v- vision yep. of um, sort of the Golden Age. So I think that's right. Is Golden Age the old, old, old shit? Uh, and then Silver Age. Right. right? Yeah. So the Black Hammer proper is Jeff Lemire's kind of take on the Golden Age. So okay. like a lot of the characters are very reminiscent of Golden Age heroes. You've got so? Barbalian, who is um, the Martian. You've got this lady who, basically, like, she's like a, she's like a, I think she's like a sixteen, seventeen year old when she gets the powers, and but she turns into a kid when she says the name. So she's like Shazam. Okay. You've got a couple others who I'm not remembering right now, but basically they're like kind of gold, like characters. The alien Martian Manhunter. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I said that, didn't I? Barbalian well, is like Martian Manhunter. Oh, you said it was an alien, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't say were... Martian Manhunter. I no. didn't say that. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so I... he can even transform into other oh, okay. objects and things okay. like you know what I mean. Like yeah. he can transform into stuff. Um, there's some like other 
dudes is like a Colonel Weird. He's like this like kind of like I don't know who he's supposed to be. There's a robot. And then there's Yeah, I don't remember Abe, who is like just some superhero guy. Anyway, they're basically trapped on a farm and you know that some like really bad shit happened to them but now they're trapped there they can't get out and they're kind of stuck doing like small town life kind of stuff but mm-hmm. it's really good I, I, i'm selling the, i'm doing a horrible job selling it it's, it's very good super jeff lemire you know each yeah each um i read the first volume and each you could tell that it was very much issue wise because each issue focused on one of the heroes okay. it was a six issue run um, and then volume two, I, I haven't gotten around to reading it yet, but I re- so I recognize a lot of this stuff basically. Okay. The quantum age is his kind of look at the silver age people. And then I, I want to say, it's wait, like, so which one was his look at the gold age, the black hammer. Oh, okay. So this is quantum age, okay. which is a look at the silver era of comics, which is why it has his daughter in it. Kind I of. think so. And like their younger versions. And then this is supposed to almost be I, somebody who is way smarter about comics and history of comics would explain this to you, but I think it's like the like the League of Champions or the original Justice League or something like that. That's what this is supposed to be. So this okay. is this is very confusing. Yes. I, I don't know where we're gonna go with this because uh, I read it. I got a little bit of it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. It was all just like it was them trying to figure out simulations for how they could beat this big bad. I guy. also think this is really hard because this is issue six, so this is literally the end of this. Oh, okay. We picked up the last issue of the oh. Quantum Age <laughs> because it ends with the Quantum Age getting destroyed, right? <laughs> I did not even understand that much of it. Yeah, the Quantum Age gets they they leave and they're this is they're going to the Quantum. Oh, world. they're going to the Quantum World. Right. Um. So this is Colonel Weird. <laughs> This is Colonel Weird. He's one of the people on the trapped on the farm, but he can leave because he's kind of psycho. Uh, and in the main books, he's like actually like crazy, and he can't form coherent sentences. But it seems like he's. I think they're bleeding over a little bit, and then that's Madame Dragonfly. She's the one who imprisoned them there, and she's a character in that too. So they get unimprisoned there. These two are. She imprisoned them there. She lives there. But only like like half of her consciousness, I guess. But he left. Colonel Weird. This is too much, man. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I liked it. We don't need to rate it. Nah. What a weird way to end this. I feel like we should have <laughs> snuck this one in. You guys want to? You want to talk about man eaters again? Yeah. Right. We can talk about something that both of us could. Well, you know what we can him. talk about that we can enjoy. I don't know what we are excited for coming up. Uh, did you segue on me? Yeah. You segued on yeah. me. That's my job. I'm the segue master. Not anymore, bitch. Oh, you've usurped my throne. This is I was, mutiny. I mean, I could have let you like stumble over Just your like, words <laughs> for like another two minutes on nah, okay, trying what? and failing to describe Black Hammer Universe. Can I do it? Can I do it again? No, can I go back one no, more time? No. Because I feel like I, you know, I feel like if I circle back to a couple points that I oh. made earlier, that I can. I really think you're wrong about it, but if you want to, go <laughs> for was, it. Was, <laughs> uh, we can talk about what's coming out next week. That's comics that are coming out uh, February 6, 2019. Some good stuff. Dan, what are you excited for? I am excited for it. Immortal. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. All these comics Fuck. suck. Jared Comic sucks books at picking suck. comics. Comics suck, and Jared's You know, sucks it's for all these social them. justice warriors yep. that have infiltrated with their forced diversity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more. I don't uh, want to see girls kiss girls. I want to see more. <laughs> What was that guy's name on Inks? Oh, what was his? Yeah, okay. His name was like fucking. It was, it was so, Roy something, wasn't it? Was, it? 
it was so out of place, right? Because yeah. it was like a bunch of like it must have been Wonder Woman, right? Ray McCarthy. Ray McCarthy. That's <laughs> Ray a good McCarthy. strong Anglo-Saxon strong name. Ameri- I want more Ray McCarthy in my comics, and if he isn't writing it, inking that's it, what it is, and penciling it, I'm not interested in what these friggin' snowflakes gotta these say. Social justice. And you know what? I figured it out. <laughs> Ray McCarthy reminds me of Greg Schiano. What is? It? What do you know? Who Greg Schiano is? No. He was a he was an NFL coach. Um, you, okay, this in the is, sense of his name sounding like a no, because like in in my mind, Ray McCart. Okay, actually, I was thinking Ray Liotta. <laughs> two two steps way back, but let's talk about Greg Schiano for a second. Wait, so Ray Liotta reminds you of no Ray McCarthy reminds me of Ray Liotta. So when I okay. think of Ray, like look, think of Ray Liotta's face. Yes, that's Ray McCarthy, right? Just like a black haired, yeah. like chiseled, yeah. white guy, chin, okay. basically yeah. a chin with the chin. With the body. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. I was like, I was like Ray McCarthy, ink my shit with your chin, you know, because he's got yeah. like a sharp fucking chin. Yeah. Anyway, Greg Schiano. Let me do, let me give you a brief NFL thing, okay? What does this have to do with either Ray McCarthy? Please just let me talk All about right, Greg just Schiano. Go, just go. Okay. okay. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with the uh, column on the internet called Breaking Madden? No. It's where a guy basically plays Madden. And then he breaks the game by doing some, like, heinous, stupid shit. He, like, gets into it and, like, makes all the sliders fucked up. Okay. Right? So he makes okay. he, he make, like, world-ending characters and yep. things like that. And this one, there was a quote by, uh, he was a, I think he was a coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. His name was Greg Schiano. Okay. And the Chiefs had a really bad season. And he was quoted saying that if he was, if the team was, every if everyone on the team was him, that they would, that they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> And so the fucking guy in Breaking Madden literally made Greg Schiano like an NFL character, which was like a five foot like seven dude yeah. who weighed like two hundred ten pounds and was bad at he was like bad at everything except for football knowledge because he was a coach. Yeah, yeah. and they it just got fucking sad. Anyway, that doesn't it was it's funny you laughed. Yeah, it's funny. I still don't understand the yeah, connection. No, to... because I was thinking Ray Liotta. And it fucked me up. So Why got... does Ray Liotta remind you of Greg Schiano? I just messed the name up, dude. That's it. It doesn't. It's How not... did Greg Schiano you enter you... your consciousness? There's dude. A he's clear... always there. What? Greg Schiano is always about? lingering in the back. He's like he's like hanging out in my medulla oblongata, just like ready to get my. Man, the mental gymnastics you're doing right now, I cannot even handle. Anyways, let's talk about what we're fucking excited for. Huh? I'm excited. You're excited to think about Greg Schiano, baby. Greg Schiano. Yeah, when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to be thinking about <laughs> Greg Schiano. Did you ever answer what you were excited for? I said uh, Immortal Hulk, I think. Maybe I just thought that, but... You probably thought it, and then I interrupted you with some dumb shit that I wanted to talk about. About Greg Schiano? Yeah. Greg Schiano. He was a Schiano man. Yeah. What? That's what he called himself, a Schiano man. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you just don't want anything is... to do with this conversation. I have no idea what Dan, you're talking about. Rule number one of improv, you're supposed to say yes and... Okay, never, you always are supposed to go along with me. Yeah. We're never uh, going to build this rapport if you don't just fucking let me take you on these whimsical journeys. Man, if I went along with you on that journey, I don't even... I feel be, like the recording be different, equipment would just stop. This would be a different podcast. The recording equipment would quit on us and say, no, this is not an acceptable comic book podcast Nobody likes a quitter, subject. Dan. Nobody likes a quitter. We can talk... Okay, we can talk. You're excited for Immortal Hulk? Yes, and... X23. I'm excited for. Oh, yes, and I get it. There you go. Um, yeah, X23. We missed the last one. I assume it was good because the ones before it were good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also excited for Young Justice 2. I haven't read Young Justice 1 yet, but I also assume that was good just I because think, the cover looked really good. I think we have X23 number 8 in the same pile 
as Young Justice number one. Yeah, I think so. So too. we can back to back that. Yeah. So that'll be good. Um, yeah, Daredevil number one. I'm. I don't know. I'm tentative about it. I did not like the prologue, but uh, I've never read a Daredevil comic, and the covers still look good. So it makes me think that maybe this will be good. We I might know that's a bad reason, but maybe eh, it's fine. Well, me, I'm excited for Marvelous X-Men number one. I'm not sure if it's a one shot or not, but it's some kind of like weird alternate dimension shit where like mutants are the dominant class and humans are oppressed. Oh, okay. And so the so. All the X-Men are still mutants, but they're, like, being becoming woke to the idea that, like, oh, fuck, maybe we haven't been, we've been treating these p- humans like shit. Oh. So, like, you got your Jean Grey and your Colossus and stuff like that leading a revolution to free humans from the oppression of the mutants, which is kind of cool. It's turning it on its head, right? So is it, like, a parallel universe kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, I'm assuming, okay. because, like, X-23 is, like, a shaved head and oh, Jean, yeah. Jean Grey's got, like, a crazy cool costume. It's like a vest turtleneck thing. Yeah, it's dope. It reminds me of Scooby Doo for some reason. I don't know why. It's like Velma. a turtle turtleneck thing. Velma wore a turtleneck. Yeah, it was Scooby-Doo. orange. That one's green. Yeah. It also reminds me of her like vintage costume, the one with the crazy, the crazy like mask and the, the green. vintage Velma costume. No, the vintage Jean Grey costume. You twat. <laughs> you twit. Oops. 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 Um, I'm excited for Archie number seven hundred two. Yep. Green Lantern number four. Young Justice number two. I still feel like I have not read any Green Lanterns. I think you did. I feel like I did too, and I just forgot it. But hopefully that'll be good, and I will remember once I start reading that again. I swear to God, I gave you number one and two. That's the one where it no, opens I up and it's like you'd never got number one. I got number one. I definitely no. I I definitely didn't read it. I remember you looked for it and couldn't find it. Okay, but I gave I, you number two. I think you gave me number two. Number one is the one that cold opens with like a bunch of weird alien gibberish. There's no English that's yeah, spoken you... for the first per- first like five pages, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, this is gr- this <laughs> is what Grant the Morrison. fuck is happening? This is 100 percent Grant Morrison. So confusing. He probably created an alphabet for it while he was on an acid trip. Yeah. Dan, last week we came up with an outro, but I don't remember it. We did. Yeah, you remember we were like, oh, oh we're yeah. gonna keep. It. Um, I mean, Shit, it wasn't anything prolific. It wasn't was it just good. like I was beatboxing, and you were just like. Oh, we did beatbox. Yeah. It's best to not upload that one to the internet. Yeah, it's probably best to not continue any of that. I feel like we need some music to play out right now. Don't we need some music? Something to like kind of like, I start, I hit the button and it starts coming in. We know that it's time it's, to wrap it like, up. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Oscars or whatever. Yeah, we're like, just like, okay, it's time, to, it's time to stop talking. But um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Craft Comics. I've been Jarrett Moore and joined. He has been. He is a has-been. Damn it, you. Oh, man. That's deep. I am Dan McHugh, and I am leaving. Uh, oh, pardon. And I'm Jarrett Moore, and thank you so much for joining us. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta figure out how to end that shit. <laughs>